0: Take a girl and a guy, and they fall madly in love and form a family. Sprinkle in some counseling degrees and a doctorate, a dream of transforming relationships as we know it, and 20 years later, we give you power couple Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. And this is their podcast, Couples Synergy.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Couples Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean. I'm Dr. Ray. And I'm Jean. And this is our podcast. About love, marriage, and relationships. Be sure to check us out online on our Facebook page and Instagram at Couple Synergy or our website, couplesynergy.com. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast or send us any suggestions on topics you'd like to hear more about. And now on to Couple Synergy, an in depth look at love, marriage, and relationships, where we bring you our experience helping thousands of couples transform their relationships for nearly 20 years. You know, every
2: day we get to hear intimate details about a couple's celebrations disappointments and everyday challenges we've often wished these stories were shared because we know we are more similar than different and so we've created not only an avenue where you can hear about people's intimate lives but an atmosphere where people come over to our home pub pour a drink and share their stories
1: people like today's guests amy and cam thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today thank you for having us. us And we are doing this remotely because um, we are practicing social distancing. <laughs> yes, we are. yes. yes. Uh, the two of you—you you guys um, uh, manage and own a dance company, correct? A dance studio. How would you term it? Uh,
3: dance studio, Arthur Marie. It's
1: a franchise. Okay, great, and that's located yeah. where? Uh, Schaumburg, uh, 608 East Golf Road. Okay, awesome. And you guys also are dance partners, correct?
0: Yep. Yeah. We've danced together on and off throughout a long history. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's awesome. You know, um, a lot of times when we are working with couples, we use the analogy of dancing together. Mm-hmm. So th- yeah. this is going to be a really great yeah. uh, podcast. i really really in in your perspective. So why don't you guys first tell us a, a little bit about yourselves. How old are you? And you know how long have you guys been doing this?
0: Um, sure, I'll go first. So I am 36, and I have been with Arthur Murray since I was 22, so I've been at it for a while, dancing all my life pretty much, and I think I met Cam probably that year, I would assume.
1: And Cam, um, how about
3: you? Oh, okay, um, I am 43, and I've been in the business about uh, 17 years now with Walter Murray. And we've been working at different studio around the Chicagoland area.
1: Great, great. And now what kinds of dance do you guys teach?
0: We teach pretty much anything you can think of with a partner. So your traditional ballroom, waltz, tango, foxtrot. Swing dancing, Latin dancing, salsa, bachata, merengue. Pretty much, if if you've heard of it or haven't heard of it, you can do it with a partner, we teach it.
1: (laughs) So... um... One of those? Do you do the TikTok dancing too? <laughs> no, we save those for, yeah. <laughs> for the younger.
0: we save those for the younger kids.
3: That is not partner dancing, so I think we we we, we out of that character. That's yeah. not.
2: <laughs> we're we're big fans of dancing. We had a um, an engagement party we went to. I don't know, fifteen twenty years ago, and they had someone come in and teach just really basic swing, and we haven't improved on it since.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, we've improved on our style yeah. of it. So, yeah.
2: so we need to come in and learn some new stuff. Right. Our son and his girlfriend—they're in uh, college. She's twenty-two in law school, and he's twenty-one in nuclear engineering school. And they practice. What are they? They like the waltz, right?
1: Well, it, it's they're down in Texas, mm-hmm. so it's it's kind of two-step, you know, and country. Stuff, yeah, the country yeah. western, yeah, right. right. Which is fascinating. I'd love to. You guys teach that too?
0: Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, awesome. Yeah, we, we should uh, learn that and then show them off. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> yes,
1: that would be fun. Dance off. <laughs> right. So, you know, when we're talking about dancing, what do you think is, um, what are some of the biggest challenges that, that couples face when they're trying to learn how to dance together?
0: Um, so, one of the biggest challenges I find is that it's usually a very big, dynamic shift from kind of their everyday life and interaction I think and I mean partially with this social distancing and quarantine going on it kind of helps us get back to you know the one-on-one communication and and being around each other more but in our normal daily hustle and bustle everybody's still used to go go going all the time or running from one thing to the next or multitasking That when it comes to dance lessons and putting 100% of that focus and attention on that person right in front of you is something that is outside of most couples comfort zone, because it's not, it's foreign to their everyday activities.
2: You guys have been doing this since um, there has been internet. So you weren't pre-internet. We were not pre-internet, no. Have you noticed a difference over the years in terms of what you're saying about focusing and multitasking?
0: You know, it's for me, it seems to be I've been pretty consistent. I mean, a lot of times when we talk to couples and we say, what do you like to do together? I mean, most often it's watching this show or that show. or It's something where you're side by side and you're not face-to-face and engaging and interacting with each other. Um, So that's a lot of the feedback that we get is, this is the most I've sat here and like looked in my partner's eyes while doing something together um and then there's also that because we're used to being so independent um with our daily jobs or activities or tasks or whatever it might be that being able to rely on one another in that partnership and learning how to lead and follow on the dance floor is a whole nother level of trust and communication that a lot of times they haven't experienced at that level. It's, it's from Obviously, I'm a female, but I've taught a lot of couples. From the female's perspective, it's, it's really hard, especially for when we're used to being in charge and making the decisions and being on the go to say, okay, I'm going to follow what you decide we're going to do, when and where, and being able to kind of make that work as one unit instead of two individual units.
1: Yeah, I think that's really fascinating. You know, you've, you've kind of touched on a lot of different things here that, that's really, really great we could you know, <laughs> unpack. One of the things is yeah. you know, when you say communication, you know, you're talking about nonverbal communication, yeah. right? Being able to communicate in a way where you are feeling your partner, right, versus yeah. using words. And, yeah. you know, I think that's, that's absolutely incredibly important because 80% of our communication is nonverbal.
0: And And that's that's something that actually, I mean, learning it, but also that couples who have a relationship together outside of dancing have that added benefit when they do start dancing because there are the nonverbal cues that they do know about each other. Whereas, you know, when I'm dancing with somebody I've just met, I don't know their nonverbal cues. It makes it another level of added challenge.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You know, another thing you're talking about also is that face-to-face interaction, and, you know, one thing that we tell couples is we, we stress quality time, right? And quality time for us, our definition is one-on-one interaction without any screens. So not sitting in front of the TV or their phone or laptop or anything, but, but truly, you know, engaging with each other. And most couples, they're getting maybe one hour of quality time a week, if that, and so now they're really challenged because everyone is in their houses, just shut in, yeah. and now they're having to deal with this quality time and kind of almost relearning communication.
0: That we find that a lot with with couples when they start their dance journey, it's just so outside. Like you said, like one hour a week, it's so outside of the norm and the comfort zone. And now we, I mean, we encourage them to visit us more than once a week so that they get that increased quality time together.
1: Cam, what kind of couples do you see kind of walk through the door? Um, you know, why is it that you know one couple would want to come in and learn how to dance, you know, versus another couple?
3: Um, we we get a wide range of of couples, like older or or younger, middle age, uh, and we do get a lot more people that are coming in because of the wedding, and then uh, because they want to get a first dance, and usually are most likely the females that, that are more excited about wanting to uh, do this. And then the, the guys are, are coming in because they, they, they're they doing it for the female, right? For, for fiance and stuff, so they want to do this. Uh, but we do occasionally not more now that we do have guys that want to come in because they don't want to look uh, silly on the floor. They, wanna, they don't want to embarrass themselves on the floor, so they do want to come in for that reason. Um, but I do want to touch up on, on what you guys are talking about the non-communication. It is very true. And also the communication part with different generation um, that, like you say, with the internet now that we rarely get to talk to each other. Everything is about text messaging or, or drop me an email. Or I'll figure out, I'll, I'll answer you later kind of thing. Um, and right now when we're putting them in a, together, when we're in a lesson, they actually get to communicate with each other. And get to understand, like, oh, okay. I didn't know you feel that way. Okay, they get to, they get to learn about each other much more, in a different level. So, I think it's amazing.
2: You said they come in to dance for the same reason um, they come to counseling. <laughs> yeah. Usually, the woman wants it, <laughs> yeah. or the guy doesn't yeah. want to lose her. <laughs> right, he, he doesn't funny. want to
1: be look foolish. <laughs>
0: We have had several couples come in on recommendation from counseling. Oh, yes.
2: That might have been us. That might have been us, <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. And sometimes they joke around and say, you know, you guys are saying that we are a lot cheaper than uh, the therapists. Like so, yeah.
2: You know, one thing with um, with ours, and I, I'm going to ask you guys the question first, and we'll see if the numbers are the same. How often would you, if somebody really, really wanted to master their dancing together, how many hours a week would you suggest that they practice?
3: It, it really depends. And it's really about each and that's a great challenge. It's all dependent on how much how they learn, how they pick up things. You know, it's like anything else. If we go to like if we go to school, if we go to college, if we only take a class uh, once a week, how much will you learn from that? Whereas if you go to class every single day. So it really varies and stuff like that to, to the degree like how good do they want to be and how often they want can commit to it. If they're asking, I, I recommend people at least do two two to three times a week.
2: Do you agree with that, Amy? Yes, I do. <laughs> so the research shows that happy and healthy couples spend five and a half at least hours a week together in quality time. So it's very similar, right? That Yeah. And, you know, even if they're good learners, they still have to get that body memory, you know, that, that cellular memory. memory of it. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Do you guys ever run into couples that uh, get into a fight while they're learning?
0: Often.
2: Oh. I think we have. <laughs>
1: I think we did. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It, one of the things that I tell my couples in the beginning is you're only allowed to practice what you agree on at home. <laughs> so that way there is if you ever run into a point of where you guys are not on the same page you write it down and you bring it to your next lesson but do not continue to try to decide who's right or who's wrong at
2: home (laughs) oh that's a good that's good it's so similar yeah (laughs)
3: it It is it really is yeah we we also tell our couples all the time that you know the hardest part for the men is to lead and the hardest part for the ladies to follow yeah so so yeah
1: yeah, why why do you think that's important? You know, to have the man lead and and the lady follow.
3: It's the dynamic of the dancing. Like, so I I mean, it, it's set up that way in a sense that that the men are leading, guiding the direction of where to go, but they're actually doing it together. You know, so this is not really about uh, it, it, the lady. Um, do have to move on their own, so they all independent movement, and then um, so. So it's in, important both ways. but right now it's just that understanding the, the dynamic of, like Amy said earlier, like the partnership, having somebody in front of you, like right, versus so not a, yeah, walking side by side with each other. Like right? now you 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 actually have somebody in front of you facing each other.
0: I think it's so it it doesn't become a power struggle, but it it's so that you kind of figure out how do we make. Two people
2: become one. Oh wow, that's cool.
1: That is awesome. That's uh, that's called synergy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> how would you guys um, approach that with gay couples? Same way. Same way. Yeah, two people, two <laughs> people.
1: But but one person has to lead.
0: Yeah. Yes. That just the how the yeah how the the steps and the, everything fit together. There mm-hmm. has to be one on one side and one on the
1: other. Well one of our good friends, um, she did um, ballroom dancing, competitive dancing, mm-hmm. actually. She learned and then she that was in Rosemont, was it? Where no was farther at? south. Anyway, she was you know doing competitive dancing, and we went and watched her you know compete and you know a lot of times the movement is and, and one person takes a role and the other person takes a different role, and the movement is moving in, in a direction, and the person that's leading is the one. Uh, making sure they don't run into someone, you know. So I, I would think that that would be why one person has to take lead and the other person follows because that person's in charge of making sure you're not running into obstacles and things and um, and directing the you know the flow of the dance. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't.
0: No, you are very correct. Okay. <laughs> that is a big part of the leader's job. Cam can attest to that. Yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You know, she takes ballroom dancing because she's a single person. She's in her 40s. She's been single her whole life. And she wanted more masculine energy in her life. And so th- that's when she started doing that. And she's only been doing it maybe a year and a half, but she's al- already very good at it. You know, as, as a woman dancing, um, I Ray's more coordinated than I am. Thank you. <laughs> you are. <laughs> and, and I get really confused in my head. <laughs> And I find that when I just let go and let him move me, it, it's, it's so joyful. It's such a joyful feeling. And um, whenever I think about it too much, then I lock up and we crash. <laughs> that is very common. <laughs> yeah. So how do you guys find each other as dance partners? How does that happen?
0: A lot of different ways. Typically, it's just kind of somebody that you feel like you will work well with. Um, have similar kind of dedication and practice styles if you're working together to be a competitive dance partnership have similar goals but it's there's not one one formula I suppose
2: so how did you guys find each other uh we, we'll, we'll we work worked together. together for a very <laughs> so, long time yes. Yes. <laughs> so you were both employed when you became dance yes. partners
1: yeah so you guys have been interested in you know, part of dancing for a very long time. Yeah. Do you guys have, uh, you know, partners in your life? I mean, like, uh, (laughs) like husbands and spouses and wives and, uh, you know, girlfriend, whatever, (laughs) significant (laughs) other.
0: I have a, I have a husband. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. And does he dance?
0: No, (laughs) no, he doesn't. (laughs) I have, I have not been able to fully, he dances a little bit. He will participate in like family or like when we've done some open classes with family members and stuff like that, he will participate, but he's not openly willing to take dance lessons, I guess we should say.
1: So I mean, he's taken a few. I, I imagine. He has taken a
0: few. <laughs> yes. He's more comfortable. I think in a, In a group than having instruction by his wife, a professional dancer. (laughs) Oh,
1: okay. (laughs) Rather be instructed by someone else than apparently. Yes. (laughs) Highly recommend it.
0: And uh, yes, and I do recommend it too.
1: (laughs) You do? Okay. Oh yes. (laughs) Why? Why would you say that? What kind of problems do people run into?
0: Um, And I think it goes back to that that power dynamic and. I think with certain personality types, it probably would be okay. I mean, it's just like learning another skill from, you know, something that your partner is versed at. Um, I know with our our dynamic, it just, it would work better with somebody that wasn't me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think it's harder when, when one person is so skillful at one thing and the other person is learning it from a brand new setting. But if you have like two people, like, like me and Amy, like we didn't, uh, we didn't start dancing right away together as a partner, but we understand as we understand the learning process so that it's easier for us to partner up versus uh same thing with um, I have girlfriends that have always asked me like, oh, why don't you teach me? I say, no, you should go in to take lesson, and I'm willing to go in with you and take lesson with other people, uh, with a teacher not me teaching you. Um, otherwise, it just the dynamic is a little bit off when when one is very skillful learning something.
1: Oh, you, yeah. you'll tell a girlfriend to go and get instructions and not. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah, I do not because because I I have attempted uh, <laughs> several times and, and 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 and
1: didn't work out as the
3: way I wanted to or she wanted to.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would say. So it's kind of similar, obviously, in in our profession too. You know, we can't really counsel family members, right? I mean, that's Mm -hmm. because you're just too close to home. Yes.
0: Yeah. There's that certain barrier that you don't have with, Mm -hmm. you know, a teacher-student relationship versus a personal relationship.
1: Right. It's kind of, it's a dual role, you know? And, And so because of that, we have to refer people, you know, um, People are close to us, to other therapists, because it it works better that way. So yeah. Yeah, that's very interesting. It's very similar. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. When we work with a couple, we work together with the couple. So we found that it, that helps the balance. So when you have one teacher and two students, it doesn't work as well as having two teachers and two students. That's so,
0: that's funny you mentioned that because we even though we'll work one. At a time with a couple, we always recommend that they have multiple teachers, yeah. a male and a female. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, we'll I'll work with the husband separately and she will work with the wives separately. And then we'll come together, the four of us and, you know, kind of work with them in that way. So um, it, it's this is very uh, there's a lot of parallels here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that too. exactly. That's
3: what we do, too. We recommend them um, to take some sub- individual lessons separately as well. So, yeah, yeah that's. I was about to ask you guys that if you guys do that separately
1: as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. So we're just working more on the verbal communication. You guys are working a lot on the nonverbal communication. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, is, which is very important. Very important. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, so in our experience with dancing, we've taken like a, an eight week class at the park district that we showed up to four of them, you know, <laughs> and it, it ends up being more frustrating than actually learning something because, you know, it's it requires so much more time. So that that's an important thing, I think, for people. If you really want to do this kind of learning to dance together, don't think you're going to get it down like in a month. Same thing with counseling, right? We can't help you right. within, you know, four sessions. You know, we we we've, we've noticed it takes about 90 days for that couple to really make a shift and have the skills they need to work on things without us. At, at a minimum, how about for dancing? How long does that take?
0: I, I, like Cam mentioned before, it does vary so much from, mm-hmm. from couple to couple, depending on their mindset and their willingness, I should say, to to kind of participate, as I'm sure that's the same with, with, with counseling and therapy as well. Um, that's also part of the reason that at least at our studio, we specialize in personal lessons versus like a session that you sign up for. So we concentrate more on working one-on-one with, you know, the individual couples versus them in a group of other couples. So, and I don't know, Cam, what you would say, but I mean, I would probably agree with you in that it's, it's definitely two to three months till I feel like people are really kind of in that groove of learning and open-mindedness and really trucking forward on their progress.
3: Yeah, I totally agree, and I think that's why we do, um, at our studio, we do private lessons. So, I think that helps more than going into a group setting.
1: Two group settings that we went into, you were encouraged to switch and dance with other people. Have you ever seen that kind of a format, or do you guys do that format? Oh,
0: yeah. In group practices, we do often do
1: that format. Okay. So... What is the premise behind that? Because I I found that to be pretty uncomfortable.
0: (laughs) Most people do at the beginning. The reason why we do it often, or we often suggest it, but not make it mandatory, is that we find when people are locked together and maybe something isn't working very well, or one person is getting frustrated, the ability to rotate and kind of get a fresh start and try it again, kind of alleviate some of that pressure that we can feel when we're just with the same partner the entire time and it's gosh why isn't this working and we just kind of keep hammering and trying the same thing over and over again and sometimes it's simply that pressure of your partner not watching you that allows it to kind of click and fall into place which we find allows people to get more out of a group practice session than to be stuck in that this isn't working what am i doing wrong why isn't you know whatever it might be. Is it me? Is it you? Who knows who it is? But it allows it to kind of progress along. And then also because every situation that we're in when we're dancing has different variables, the space, the music, the lighting, all of the above. And so when we get used to kind of adjusting ourselves to different feelings, different people, we're more susceptible to being successful in different environments when we're dancing, even if we're with the same partner, when we're out and about, that might be the constant variable, but it still allows us to be adaptable to our situation.
1: I I could see that. Like you, if you're dancing with someone else that you're not, you is not typically your partner, then you are tuning inward more and understanding yourself, learning about really yourself. And yes, the, the challenge for me is that it feels like a very intimate thing, you know, to dance with your partner. And so the uncomfortableness comes from sharing like this this intimate moment really with someone else, you know, that you're not used to.
0: Yes. that is not something that I've not heard before. <laughs> um, and which is why we try to, in, in at least in our group settings, we try to keep a very like formal dance hold. It's nothing that we want to be too intimate or, or close where we would recommend how a couple would hold each other. We do some, a more formal broad hold or then we try to keep like social interaction and, and, questions with, you know, how was your day today or what are you looking forward to doing this weekend or things like that, that just kind of promote socialization in general.
1: Mm-hmm. So no Lombada.
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> when, when we, We started hiking a few years ago and hiking is uh, not always pleasurable. Sometimes it's very difficult and you get frustrated because, you know, the day's long or you're in pain or something like that. And when something goes wrong, we notice that the, the first thing you would do is blame your partner. And so I would imagine that if you are only dancing with your partner, you're both, you're both making the same mistake over and over again. And so, of course, you think it's your partner. <laughs> yes. But if you have to switch, then you can see actually what you are doing wrong.
0: 100%. <laughs> you know,
3: it's funny that you asked that. I, I think it's, it's very similar to a lot of female will feel that way. And then the male will feel how um, we feel that that the intimacy and, and sharing that with other people. So that's where the dynamic you know, that people need to work
1: on most. You guys ever run into like jealousy issues in your group settings?
0: Very few and far between, I would say. Well, very rare that it's expressed that way, I should (laughs) say. Who knows (laughs) when they leave the door, you know, (laughs) but
1: who knows what happens on the drive home? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) There has been occasions and, and we respect people's wishes that would like to stand to the side and not switch partners. And, you know, it's obviously each person's, all we can do is make our professional recommendation. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And Cam, do you have a relationship with Amy's husband?
3: I mean, I don't hang out
2: with him, Mm
3: -hmm. uh, but but I talk to him all the time when he's swing by the studio and uh, things like that.
2: I would imagine that's important. How about for you, Amy? How are those dynamics for you? Oh Yeah.
0: They're, they're good. Um, it, yeah, it is important. I feel like for, at least for me, for like my husband to be okay with whom I'm dancing with. Um, I, before I was married, had a previous relationship where he was quite jealous of the fact that I danced with other, with other men. And that does make it difficult to not have that support on the outside. So it definitely helps having a supportive partner and somebody who kind of understands what it is that you're doing.
2: Yeah, we kind of have noticed with the way people manage relationships with people of the opposite gender is that if they include their partner in those relationships, then they're usually okay. And if they don't, they can get into troubled waters shall we say yeah like
1: (laughs) police officers who have partners you know that they make sure that their spouses Mm -hmm. know their partners you know work wives work husbands yeah yes yes (laughs) it's it's so important you know for that to be transparent so we just wondered if that was the same for you guys yeah
0: yeah no i agree
1: so you guys are doing because of this you know, lockdown that's happening. Um, you guys have had to adapt like a lot of other businesses and you guys are doing online dancing. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, we're we're doing just a couple different things. We're doing a dance challenge for our students or anybody to participate in. We just post one or two every day to our Facebook page. And then for our current students, we're trying to do some virtual mini classes where they can can all zoom in and see each other and be able to interact with faces that we miss seeing on the daily basis.
2: We are, we are putting on a weekend for couples in October, October 16, 15, 16, 17, 18, hopefully that it'll happen (laughs) this year. And it's at a really beautiful inn in Michigan. Um, And the, Saturday night is going to be a formal dinner with dancing. And so that would be really cool as couples sign up for that and life gets back to normal that we recommend that they go and take some dance lessons so that, you know, they really enjoy that night. That would be, that'd be really fun.
1: Yeah, that would be really, yeah. really fun. That would be so what yes. is your Facebook page so that everyone knows?
0: Our Facebook page is Arthur Murray Schomburg Dance Studio,
2: and you guys are going to have an offer for the people who are go- are coming on our weekend retreat.
0: Yes, if they mention you guys or your podcast, they will get a free introductory lesson from us.
2: And we highly recommend you guys do this because learning how to dance and learning how to uh, feel your partner and 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 communicate in that way is it, it enriches a relationship so much. You know, we're big proponents of affection and how that minimizes our anxiety and depression and connects and, and creates bonding. And so dance is a wonderful way to move together through life.
1: Uh, we are all evolving individually, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And we have to also evolve in our relationship in all of those areas as well. And dance helps you evolve in that physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual way as well.
2: Do you guys think that there are people out there that cannot learn to dance? No
0: is my answer. (laughs) Um, But people's, I feel like, mindset could convince them that they are incapable of learning how to dance. And so it's just a matter of if we can break through that mindset or not.
2: Yeah, Ray and I learned... um, really just the one step of the swing that you know just back and forth and then we just move around like that so we don't know a lot of complicated stuff we know simple stuff and it it really makes dancing so much more enjoyable when you do know a little bit about how you can connect with music and dance and so for people out there that have two left feet I have three I, I, I
1: think you're really minimizing we, we're actually pretty good so. yeah, but, <laughs> yeah but
2: but because but we don't know we're not complicated though it's we we do a simple thing and it looks really cool and it's so much more fun to have something to do that you know what you're doing and, and you have that confidence
0: that's awesome it doesn't matter how complex or how simple as long as you enjoy it together hmm
1: and I would imagine it also depends on what style of dance people are learning, because maybe one style is easier for one person and another style is easier for another person.
0: Typically, yes. That's, right. Generally speaking is why we encourage people to dabble in more than one style.
2: Yeah, it's it is that muscle memory. Once you get that in there, right? then you mm-hmm. can really be free and let go.
1: Well, Cam and, and Amy, we want to thank you so much for being on our podcast today. This has been uh, a lot of fun. Right? This, thank
2: you so much for having us.
1: And Thank you. And they are in Schaumburg, Illinois on Golf Road,
2: Arthur Murray. And if you go in and you mention Dr. Ray and Jean or Couple Synergy,
1: they're going to give you a free dance lesson. Yes. Awesome. And what is your website also?
0: It is schaumburgarthurmurray.com.
1: Awesome awesome guys thank you so so much for being on our podcast today it has been quite a treat for us we want to wholeheartedly thank you and our listeners for joining us on couple synergy our passion is in helping couples and people have happy and healthy relationships and this podcast gives us a fun way of bringing our knowledge and expertise to you our listeners
2: we hope that by listening to this podcast it is not only beneficial for your life but also your relationship
1: For all of you listening, please subscribe to our podcast and please leave us a review. If you have any questions, comments, or topic suggestions, please email us at contact at couplesynergy.com. For more information about Couple Synergy and our programs, such as Relationship 101, the Couples Weekend Intensive, and our premier program called Couple to Couple, look us up online at couplesynergy.com.
2: And if you know someone who could benefit from this episode, please download it and share it and check out their website and do some of their 30-day challenge dances.
1: Until next time, synergize your life and synergize your love.
0: You have been listening to Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Couple Synergy was recorded, edited and produced by Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Voiceover and music entitled Breathe and Let Go was recorded and composed by by Gina Gonzalez.